people said, welcome to Tiftonia Baptist Church on this glorious Sunday morning, and we're glad all of you are here. It's a special day. Always the Lord's Day is a special day, but thank you for being here, and we're going to open up our service in prayer and ask God's blessing. I want to say to all the young'uns, man, y'all made us books. Miss Laura, you need to see these and, and uh, so many precious things already for our 15th year anniversary, and I want to thank the church for putting up with us that long. Amen. And that's, what, that's what's had to happen, is y'all have had to put up with us. But uh, we want to open up in prayer, and uh, first I want to say, words cannot express how thankful we are for the visits, the phone calls, the gifts that were given to us during this difficult time in our life. I especially want to thank everyone for the prayers that were prayed for Leston. Please continue praying as his body is healing. God is so good. Let's do remember Brother Leston. He's home and recovering from this heart surgery. And so I want you to continue to pray for him. I want you to remember Miss Rita Cole. She has a knee replacement coming up, but she's just been sick. So I want you to pray for her, that God would touch her. Brother Sam's rehabbing and recovering from this surgery, and I texted him this morning. I try not to bug people, and but I, I wanted to kind of touch base with him this morning just to see how he was doing, and he said he was doing okay. So hopefully that's good. And uh, that's, that's a man's word for it's good. Amen. We're short and sweet. But um, I want you to pray, continue to pray for Brother Sam, uh, successful knee replacement, now the rehab. Uh, also, once you remember Miss Deanna, Miss Deanna uh, is going to be having a surgery next month. She's been given a date, and uh, she's going to be having a knee replaced, so I want you to remember her. Then also remember Miss Mary McDaniel, just struggling with some health issues there, so we've got so much to pray about. Let's pray together, and I'm going to ask you to do, um, do something with me. I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray as I pray. Would you pray and ask the Lord to help us today and to use this service to, to be with the message and to speak to our heart? This is the beginning of our home improvement month. And as I've said before, I, I don't think there's one home, one marriage, one relationship that doesn't need improved. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't think that a physical structure is just going to have to deal with the elements of this world and never have to be improved. Our buildings have to be improved. They've got to be, uh, you know, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, maintained. But then sometimes they're so bad they've got to be renovated. And uh, so if we know that about physical buildings, I can promise you this. You're in a dangerous place if you put your relationship in cruise control. It should always be maintained and I want to bring a message this morning that I pray will be helpful to all of us here, every family, uh, no matter where you're at in life, I pray we know God's word has something for all of us. So I want you to pray with me. Would you do that? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning realizing we do not have all of the answers to life. But Lord, I'm thankful we know you and you do have all the answers for all of life. And I pray that you'll just speak to all of our hearts today. Help us. Uh, Lord, if there's someone here today, they do not know you as their personal Savior. Uh, Lord, today I would pray this would be the day that you would convict them. And Lord, they would trust you as their personal Savior and be saved today. And Lord, I pray you'll take this service from the opening song to the last amen. Do with it as you please and we'll give you all the honor, all the glory. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing together. You get your handbook. Brother Don's coming to lead us.
All right, let's get your hymn books. Turn to page 400. Page number 400. Everyone stand together. Let's sing this great hymn, Like a River Glorious, page 400. Just a couple of things here, Pastor, first. Amen. Just, just one thing I want to mention. Uh, please uh, sign up for the marriage retreat. Uh, the sign-up sheet's in the back. It is March 7th and 8th. We have an itinerary back there. If you want to find out what all goes on with it, if you have any questions that this doesn't answer, please feel free to ask. And uh, we've got a good group signed up so far. Uh, remember, uh, for if you want to stay at the Park Grove Inn, that's just where the church blocks off some rooms. It's no Marriott, but it's nice. Um, you can sign up in the back. Um, that's on the front of that paper. But if you're planning on going and you're going to secure your own um, hotel and stay for the weekend, sign up on the back. 
But uh, please sign up soon. Uh, we're looking forward to this. I'm excited about having Mr. and Mrs. Fox. They're going to be our speakers this year. And all of you that have been, you know how fun it is. It's just a great weekend. So I want to encourage you, if you have not signed up for the marriage retreat, please do so. And it's going to be a great, great blessing. All right? That's all I got. Just a couple other things. Let's remember, let's be back tonight at 6 o'clock. We're looking forward to the evening service. As we know, today is the anniversary of Pastor Miss Laura here at the church. And so we're going to have a uh, social right after the service tonight. You don't want to uh, miss that. Uh, food and fellowship next door. Let's have a good crowd. Uh, let's invite people. If we don't have enough food, I'll give up my sandwich. It's okay. I, I need to, all right? But anyhow, let's just have a great crowd here tonight, all right? And looking forward to the evening service here uh, uh, tonight. And also, uh, if you're unable to come, but I hope you can, there is a basket in the back on the vestibule this morning. If you'd like to put a card for the pastor and Miss Laura there, you can surely do so this morning. Remember this week, our midweek service, always on Wednesday evening. Looking forward to that. Now, looking forward to the future here, Tuesday, February 13th. It's the next Ladies Fellowship at 6.30. Ladies, don't forget that. Men, there's a sign-up sheet in the back for the prayer breakfast coming up on February 17th. 8.30 over in the gym, so please sign up for that. We've got my 9 or 10 so far looking good. Let's continue with that. And then prime timers, you have a, a, a fellowship together on February 20th. Uh, that's at Tuesday at noon. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet in the back for that. It's a, a prime timer soup lunch, and so you want to be part of that. It's always a good time for that. Also, several of you have given to the Hoovers and helping them with meals and so forth. That's so appreciated. Ms. Myers said we've done that, and so thank you again for always going and doing that. All right. All right. This is the anniversary, 15th anniversary of our pastor, Ms. Laura. I'm going to ask her to come up again, if she would, please. And Pastor, come on up. And just a couple things here this morning. And it, it was 15 years ago on the first Sunday morning of February that pastor began pastoring our church, and uh, I, he's, I, he made a comment to me last Sunday. He said, well, 15 years I've been blessed, and I said, no, 15 years we've been blessed, Amen. and we have been blessed. Thankful for a pastor that teaches and preaches the Word of God. I love the messages he's been given lately. Yes, it's home improvement, but the Bible is to be the preeminence of this church. And everything we do. He preaches to us to tell us what the business of the church is. Is to see people saved. To see people grow. And we appreciate that. Thankful for it. I remember when I was attending Tennessee Temple many years ago. I was in college and probably about 20 years old. I got a call from Dr. Robertson's secretary. And I was kind of surprised. I thought, am I, am I in trouble or what? But anyhow, she said, would you uh, like to pray before the training union hour on the next Sunday night? Now, <clears throat> training union was something they did before church. And I kind of wivered in my throat and I said, yes, but there was thousands of them sitting there when I'd pray. But this is what I remember. I got up that night to pray. I stood behind a pulpit. That a man of God had preached for many years. And so many others. 
And I think even today, behind this pulpit, I believe we need to pray, pray, pray for the man of God. Because when I stared at all these people, and I get up here too sometimes, I'm up here a lot, I know, I still get nervous. And I hope I don't get over it. And I look at y'all's eyes, and I wonder, what is he, what are they thinking? I can't always, he thinks that sometimes. You can't always do that. So, He's staying behind this pulpit, preaching his heart out. We need to pray for him while he preaches. We need to pray for him afterwards. We need to pray for the week. Matter of fact, the Lord's laid this on my heart right now. I'm going to, Brother Chris, why don't you take this microphone? And I want you to give it to Brother Milford. Brother Milford is one of our faithful deacons. I think right now, I think let's just take a moment and let's pray for our pastor, Brother Milford. Brother Milford, you stand there and take that mic, and would you pray for our pastor, Mrs. Laura? Let's church pray for them. Let's ask God to continue to use them for many more years in this place. Would you do it? Our Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. I'm, I'm remind, reminded of 15 years ago when I first met this pastor and his dear wife. Lord, it seemed like he'd never get to the pulpit. It was two or three weeks. He had some things to do before he, before he could get here. But, Lord, what a blessing it's been sitting under his preaching for 15 years. As Brother Don's mentioned and Brother Larry's mentioned about how, how, how faithful he is in preaching the very Word of God. I'm also grateful, and I know I'm one among all these people here that's blessed this morning to say we've had this pastor and his family for 15 years. And, Lord, we just pray the fu- in the future, Lord, that he'll be here till Jesus comes. And we really believe Jesus is coming soon. We don't know when, but for some of us, it will be soon. We'll get to meet him soon. So I want you to have your way this morning in the hearts of all here. I want you to uh, be with Brother Mark as he preaches you just give him the words that we, and I know he's got the words that he needs this morning, but we just commend the service into your hands. Thank you for this good crowd that's here and the activities of this day. We praise you for all of it. In Jesus' precious name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Milford. All right, we'll have you come back up, all right? Thank you. Let's keep on praying and praying. Got a nice bag here, but I got, I've been instructed to take out the gifts, all right? <laughs> all right, I'm going to read it to you. We got a little uh, frame here. It says, Happy 15th anniversary, Pastor Mrs. Laura. We've gotten word of a project you'd like to take care of in the downstairs of your home. We've obtained a contractor to install new flooring of your choice in your space. All you are required to do is choose what you want. We love you. You're a Tip 20 Baptist Church family. God bless you. Amen. And God's people said? Amen. Well, thank you very much. That's way too much. Yes. Um, I have to say, I think that coming here 15 years ago was the scariest. for me 
don't like getting up in front of people, as y'all know. Um, so that was a very scary thing for me to realize, becoming a pastor's wife, what that meant. But I don't think the Lord could have led us to a better church that would have been more patient. kind and let us just grow into that role as the way you did so I thank you and I appreciate y'all very much I feel like I need to especially thank brother Jimmy Horton because he stayed on my husband <laughs> to get us here so um, but we do love you church very thankful for you um, I know we've had a difficult few years And there was times for me personally coming to church was difficult because I felt like I was failing because there was times when I was just broken. Or just sad. But I would always come and leave here refreshed. And like I got a shot in my arm that I needed because y'all just loved on us. Again, you were patient with what we were going through. So I appreciate that. I don't think I need to say anything else other than we love y'all. We appreciate you and thank you for putting up with us all these years. And uh, I agree with my wife. We talk about it all the time. We're the ones blessed to be able to be here with y'all. So thank you for keeping us around this long. And I hope y'all will keep, we'll keep each other around for a little bit longer. Amen. Amen. And I'm not good at receiving things. We're, we're just not. So we're not comfortable with this. But I want to just say, this is too much. And uh, But it's very kind. And very appreciated. And so uh, I know who will pick the floor out. And I will be glad that she does it. <laughs> And y'all pray because we have a new addition to our home, and his name is called Domino. And uh, he's one of the reasons why we're wanting to put this new floor in down there. Amen. And Laura loves him. Amen. Thank you. And again, um, we're thankful, looking forward to what God has for us this coming year with him. And looking for what God is going to do in this place as he's continuing to do. Let's continue being unified, working together, because we got something special in this place. Amen. Let's keep it and guard it. Let's take a hymn book, turn to page 362. Page 362, and let's everyone stand together, and let's sing There's Power in the Blood, and was dismissed to junior church, ages 4 through the 4th grade. You're dismissed at this time. Coming down, let's fellowship with one another, especially our visitors today.
right, sing that next verse. Would you be free from your passion and pride? All together. Would you be free from passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. As the ushers come forward this morning, let's give because we love the Lord, the ministry, and around the world as we support missionaries. It's so good to have our brother Josh and Kaylee here today. And so uh, we're so glad they were able to come and be here with this special day. I'm going to ask Brother Josh if you would come up and pray for us for the offering this morning. And so as he comes, let's get ready and give because we love what he's given to us. Let's give back to him this morning. Brother Josh. Dearly Father, Lord God, we thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to be able to come unto your house this morning and worship freely, Lord. And we thank you uh, for the day and for uh, uh, Brother Mark being here for 15 years and blessing the church like you have, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'll continue to bless. Lord, I pray for the offering that's about to be taken up, Lord, that you'll use it for the building of thy kingdom, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'll just help with the preaching time, Lord. Just speak to our hearts and minds. Give us what we stand in need of, I pray, and in your name, amen.
the sea and I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land what a day glorious day that will be there'll be no tell you what, it's going to be nothing like we've ever seen here, and I hope and pray that you've got you a spot reserved, and uh, <laughs> I know I've said this many times, but it resonates with me. If anybody knows me, I, I can spend hours studying stuff, I mean just looking at things, like I'll, before we go on vacation, I know everything about it. How many of y'all like that? I do it. I mean, I look at everything on the internet, and man, I study, and I think about it, and look all, I look, well, I don't, I still do it, I don't know why, I can't hardly taste nothing, but I used to love to go to, vacation to me was restaurants, and uh, so anyway, I say all that to say this, what a day that'd be, you know, I have planned vacations sometimes for over a year, have y'all ever done that? And we're only going to be gone, what, a week? But here's what's amazing to me. I run into people all the time and they're going to spend forever somewhere and they've never thought a thing about it. But they'll spend a year planning a trip that they'll only be gone for a week. But yet for eternity they have no idea. They've made no reservations. Well, I hope we can help you with that today. I hope everyone in this building today knows Jesus Christ is their personal Savior. If not, I'm going to ask you a question. Why not? To know Him is to love Him. And to be fair, you're not even living yet if you don't have a relationship with the Lord because I'm telling you right now, you're only existing. But see, He came to give life and life more abundantly. Would you open your precious Bible this morning to the book of Genesis chapter number 2. Genesis chapter number 2, it's the beginning, it's the very first book of the Bible. Now the word Genesis means beginnings. Genesis means beginnings. So this is the book of beginnings. Everything begins from the book of Genesis. Life, the earth, light, water, 
animals, everything got its beginning in the book of the beginnings, which is Genesis. And uh, also, to be fair, what we're going to be looking at this month as far as home and marriage, children, what we would call to be home, marriage, God created those. It began with God. You understand that God is the designer of marriage. God is the designer of home. God originated home. Everything you call dear and the walls of that building that you have as a house, everything that you call dear, God created it. It originated with Him. By the way, God performed the first marriage. He did it here in the book of Genesis. It all began in the book of Genesis. So let's look in Genesis chapter 2 and let's begin reading with verse number 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to the every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Heavenly Father, again we pray, you'll bless now, use your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't this beautiful? I mean, when you think about marriage and you think about home, you think about this is the beginning. This is where it all started. Now, someone might say, well, Pastor Mark, there's no way that a woman could come from a man. That's scientifically incorrect. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. I believe the biblical account, and you believe evolution if you want to. But I'll tell you right now, I'd rather come from the ground and from the bone of a man than from an ape. I'd rather come from what God created than what evolution teaches, some single cell amoeba. Can I say, it takes more faith to believe that than to just believe the Bible. <laughs> so I just want all of y'all to know this morning, I believe the Bible. And so he gave Eve to Adam. What a beautiful thing here. What a, there wasn't anybody else there. He looked around, he seen the animals, had a helpmeet, had a partner, had a companion, but for Adam there was no helpmeet, there was no companion for him. And so God looked upon Adam and graced him with the most beautiful thing he'd ever laid eyes on. Could you imagine? And brought this lady unto him and performed the first wedding and he gave Eve to Adam. And so here's my question. If we believe that God created marriage, if God created the home and God's design is the home my question is this then why is it 
then it, when it comes to our marriages, when it comes to our homes, why does millions of people go to everybody else for help but Him? If He originated marriage, and by the way, He gave such good counsel right here at the very beginning. We're going to look at some of it. I mean, you can't improve on this. The Bible says, and because that man came from woman, and because he created a helpmeet, the Bible said, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Two people can become one. That's beautiful. Who in the world, there's not, listen to me, Socrates, Listen to me, all the great philosophers of the world, all of the Greek history. Listen, nobody could have come up with something this good. That two people can become one. And God unite them in this beautiful thing called maybe marriage. Now, why? Why would some people, why would millions of people not want to go to the originator or the creator of marriage to get help? and to get the principles of help. Why are we running around all around this world looking for help in all the wrong places? Well, could it be pride? Could we be prideful and full of pride that we say, well, we're not going to submit ourselves to God, and so therefore I'm going to do this thing any way I want? Maybe. Maybe someone might say, well, maybe I'm afraid because if I go to the Bible and I start reading about my marriage or I start reading about my home, I might be afraid that there's something there that I might have to change. Maybe. Maybe if we go to God and we start looking to Him for the answers of our home and our marriage and our relationships and our child rearing, maybe if we went to the Bible, maybe God would tell us something in the Bible that we just simply don't want to do. Whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. But I want to say we need to change We need to line up with whatever the creator of marriage says. Why? Because he loves us. He knows best for us. And I've never known him to tell us something that's going to harm us. It's always scary for me when I hear people say, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go to a psychologist for that or I'm going to go to a therapist for that. And by the way, I'm not against all psychologists and all therapists, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you go to a therapist or a psychologist and they don't open up this book right here, they ain't helping you. They're not helping you. All they're giving you is the best they know. And by the way, I've been in situations where the best we know won't help us. No, I need to know what God knows. I need to know what God says. I need to know what God instructs me to do if I want it right. So I hope and pray we'll go to God. By the way, how does God speak to us? He speaks to us through His Word. And I'm thankful we have His Word here today. So it would be foolish to reject the counsel of the one of whom marriage originated with. Would y'all agree with me? If I, was, if I had an opportunity to go to someone that made something or someone that just used it, would I be foolish if I had the opportunity to go to the person that made it or just someone that used it? Listen to me. I would be foolish if I had an opportunity to go to the one that made it and chose to go to someone that used it. I should go to the person that made it. Why? Because he's going to know more about it than someone that might use it. Same with marriage. So now I must tell you, if you desire your marriage, your home, 
to reflect God's love and to do it the way God... I'm just going to tell you all this now. I'm, I'm going I'm to shoot straight with you. Y'all ready? The world's going to think you're crazy. I'm going to say this. Most men today, if you really love your wife like you should love your wife, other men are going to think you're an idiot. Let's just speak plain. Look, I was raised in a man's man world. I mean, I was raised in West Virginia. Y'all don't even want me to give you the counsel that I got from some of the men in my life about marriage. But here's what's funny. Some of y'all got the same counsel. How many of y'all ever heard something like this? What are you, boy? Are you whooped? What are you, boy? Are you whooped? How many of y'all ever heard that before? How many has ever been said in a good way? Oh, man, praise the Lord. You're, you're in love with that woman. It was never said like that. It was like, what are you, boy? Are you whooped? You ain't going to go fishing today? Why? Because you're going to go spend time with her. How many of y'all know? Some of y'all alive this morning. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Most men today, they think, well, I tell you right now, I got better things to do than spend time with my wife. You're a fool. God tells us we're to love our wife as Christ loved the church. But I'm going to tell you all something right now. If y'all do that, most men you work with go look at you. They might not say it. Some of them might say, what are you, whoop boy? They're going to think you're weird. How many of y'all know, am I preaching? Y'all don't, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about is true? Will some of you men say amen. So I'm, 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 I'm trailing. We're, we're, we're on him. We're not on the tree yet, but we're getting there. Y'all stay with me. Just help me here. Y'all want a short message? And just stay with me. Keep saying amen. But how many of y'all men know what I'm talking about? But listen to me. If you're going to do it God's way, then let them make fun of you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'd rather her be happy with me than some sweaty old man. Come on now. I mean, that's, that ain't even preaching. That's just practical. But boy, I tell you what, I've seen men, we've all, and by the way, I have too, I've cowered down to it. But see, if we're going to do it God's way, boy, we're going to prize our wife. We're going to love our wife. Look, it's a foolish thing to reject, reject the counsel of God. But I will say this to you. If you don't reject the counsel of God and you do it God's way, the world will not understand you, but it's okay. If you desire for your children and that what you would want them to walk in the admonition, the fear of the Lord, and you want them to respect authority, and you want to raise them in the nurture and the fear and the admonition of the Lord, let me just tell you all this, the world is going to think you're crazy and too hard. They're just going to. But the key here is, where are we going to get our instruction from? Are we going to get an instruction from someone that thinks they know it, or are we going to go to the one that knows we know it because he created it? So here's what it really boils down to. Are we going to trust God's plan for our homes and our marriages? That's the message. Are we going to trust God's plan for our homes and for our marriage? Are we? See, we just go have to trust God's plan for our marriage, for our home. Because if we don't, listen, and if we do, if we will just trust God's plan for it, I will give you a promise today. I'll never renege on it because it's not my promise. If you will do it God's way, you will never regret that you did it. But I'm going to promise you this. If you get away from God's way, life will be full of regret. So let's be 
practical here this morning. I like to preach and just put it down here where we're all living, where we all can understand it. I don't like going to church where you've got to be a spiritual giraffe to get it. So if anyone ever says, well, I'll tell you right now, I just can't understand that preacher. Well, then <laughs> something wrong somewhere. So let's just get to it. What's the purpose of marriage? What, what is even the purpose of getting married? God tells us here in verse 18. He gives us the reason why the purpose of marriage. Notice what the Bible says. And the Lord God said it's not good that the man should be alone. There it is. There it is. There's the purpose. God said, look, I've made this man. All the animals have companions. He doesn't have a companion. That's not good. Now, if you go back through creation, God said he created water. It was good. He created the ocean. It was good. He created the beasts of the field. It was good. He created night and day, and it was good. And he created the light, and he created darkness. All of that was good, but when he got to where Adam was and said he don't have a help me, that's not good. He says it's not good for him to be alone. It's not good for him to be alone. It was good. It was everything was good in his creation until he got here because he said no, Adam is alone, so I'm going to create, I'm going to make him a help me, and I'm going to give this woman to him. Why? Because it's not good for him to be alone. You know what that means? He created, and the purpose of marriage, this is deep now, for companionship. I got a friend in you. You got a friend in me. I butchered that. Y'all know what I'm talking about? One of these kids can sing that better than me. You got a friend in me. Look, you know what everybody likes? We, we want companions. The animals had companions, but the man had no companion. So here's what the Bible said. The Bible said God looked down and seen that he did not have a helpmate. He didn't have a companion. So God loved this man and wanted to bless this man. So he gave him a woman. By the way, you say, what's a companion? Well, that's somebody I can share my heart with. Well, I'll tell you what, I appreciate it. I told my wife this morning, I texted her because I was reading, my, going over my message, and man, I got convicted. And I just said, Laura, thank you for being such a great companion and help me to me. And she's been sick this week. And so here's her response. Well, I feel like I failed you this week. I'm like, my soul, you've been sick, but she hadn't failed me because here's what. Her and I sat in the house for about an hour and a half yesterday, and you know what we did? We just shared our heart with one another. That's a beautiful thing when you have a companion that you can share your heart with someone. By the way, let me just say this. There's no spouse that's perfect. None of us are perfect. Guess what? My wife married a sinner and I married a sinner. By the way, you're a sinner and you married a sinner. So if you think, well, I married the perfect person. You didn't. There's not one. That's what love is. You love them through it and you love them anyhow. Some of this younger generation needs to understand that because, you know, we have this mentality now in this younger generation. It's like going out and buying a car. I'm going to go test drive a car, and if I don't like that car, I just get rid of the car and go find another one. That's not marriage. True love is you're committed through thick and thin, through the good, the bad. And by the way, when we stand there in front of the altar and we give those those, uh, vows to one another, we're promising one another. You ever thought about that? Through sickness, through health, there's nothing going to separate us. That even means if your wife or your husband rips your heart out. 
I'm talking about a love that just won't and don't want to let go. That's a companion. Not finding a reason to get out, but a finding a reason to stand. That's a companion. How many of you have a friend and you feel like, man, no matter what happens in my life, no matter how I fail or what I do or no matter what takes place, I have a friend, he's going to be a companion or she's going to be a companion through thick or thin. Listen to me. We might all have friends and family like that, but we ought to be a spouse like that. Companion. We can share our hearts. We can share our hurts. Hey, we can share our feelings. That's a companion. We can share our dreams. Now listen, ladies, let me help you just a minute. You married a dreamer probably. Don't kill his dreams. Now some of them might be, some of them might be way off the wall. You need to ask God to give you wisdom to tone that thing down just a little bit without him knowing you're toning it down. But be wise. And by the way, gentlemen, you married a woman that wants to be loved, so you ought to love her. That's the way God created her. Do you know what she, guess what? Most men don't get this till later. Do you know what a woman wants when she gets married? She wants to be married. She wants you all the time, normally. Can I get some witnesses? Amen. companionship. Here's another one. This is powerful. What is another purpose of marriage? You looked at her, you seen that man was alone, he said he needs a companion. So, purpose of marriage is companionship. We can share our heart, we can share our hurts, we can share our feelings, we can share our dreams. But here's another one. Completion. Notice what the Bible says. And Adam, verse 20, And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found any helpmeet. You know what I've learned about women? They're everything we aren't. You say, I tell you right now, my wife's so different than me. That's the way God created them. They're supposed to be different. Could you imagine marrying yourself? How boring of life would that be? Amen. Hey, listen, the, the living room furniture would never be changed. Because I know most men just don't get up on a whim every six months and say, oh, I think I need to rearrange the furniture. But I know women like to do that. At least I got one that likes to do that. How many of you women know what I'm talking about? Y'all don't care? Wow, honey, you are strange. And it has been longer than six months. But everything I'm not, she is. By the way, that's what a helpmeet is. And let me just speak to all you young men just a minute. If you don't hear anything else, you better hear this. When you look for someone to marry... By the way, I get it. If you ask a boy, I'll tell you what, you got to be purdy. I get it. It helps for him to be purdy, right? But I've met some people that are real purdy on the outside and they're real ugly on the inside. But let me help every man here just a minute. 
Oh, I know what every man feels. They think, oh, I'll tell you what, I need to help me. She needs to do the dishes. She needs to clean the house. And she needs to do all this. She needs to be a help meet in all those ways. And certainly there's some things there that she can help with. But I want to tell you something. Your greatest need is to find the right kind of woman that's going to help you spiritually. That means she's got a backbone. When you want to do something that ain't right, she has enough backbone and she has enough relationship with the Lord to say, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. Someone says to me all the time, they say, are you scared of your church? And look, I respect and love y'all, but I'm going to be honest with you, there's somebody else in this building that I'm more scared of. And here's why. My wife has a relationship with the Lord. She knows him. Uh, She's proven that over and over and over and over again. And she's a very disciplined person. And she has certain things that she has built in her life with her relationship with the Lord. And so could y'all imagine, could y'all, I just want to let y'all know how this would go. Let's say I go home this afternoon and I say, hey babe, I just don't think we're going to go to church tonight. Would anybody like to tell me how that would, y'all think that would go? Well, I can promise she ain't going to do this. Okay, babe, that's fine. I know you preached hard this morning. We'll just stay home. Look at me. Uh-uh. Uh, babe, I think we're going to move, and we're going to move somewhere, and I don't even know if there's a church there that we can attend. But, man, I'm telling you right now, we can do everything. And she look at me and say, uh-uh. Or even in the small things like I... I know this is probably, I'll go to her sometimes and say, hey, babe, you think I should wear this for this event? And here's what she'll say. She'll say, well, she said, let me ask you a question. Well, never mind, I ain't going to wear it. Now, someone might say, ah, he's whooped. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I thank God for someone that helps keep me in line because I need it. And look at me, young man. When you normally look for a wife, you don't normally look for those things. But I'm telling you right now, she ought to be that way and you ought to be that way. Did you know what I'm seeing a bunch of young men do? They're, 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 and young men and young women, what they're doing is they're getting married and they're not considering one iota if that person is going to be a spiritual help meet to them. Why? completion everything I'm not she is someone said I tell you what that woman God I just don't understand her I know that's the way God made her but see that's what's beautiful about marriage difference is good her difference is being good she strengthens me in places I need strengthen I strengthen her in places she needs strengthen I can be strengthened in areas that I never dreamed if I have the right kind of help me and so will you by the way you say well I'm already married okay then you start working on being the right kind of help meet. Think about it. Gentlemen, be honest. Well, she's just so emotional. Okay, God made her that way. I've met very few women that's not emotional. And I've met a few. But on the the norm, mostly women are more emotional than men. How many of you would agree with that? Are y'all alive? 
Okay, well, men, instead of fighting that, then just thank God for it because that's the way God's creator. And by the way, you ever thought it might be good for you to let her help you in that? And then you can help her temper that a little bit. Why? We complete each other. It's completion. God looked down there and said, Adam, you don't have a help me. You, you, you're not completed yet. He looked at all the deer and he seen they had, there was a pair. He looked at all the fowls and he seen that there was a pair. He looked at all the animals and he said, all of that's good. But I look at my greatest creation and he's alone and he needs completion. It's okay that you're different. Here it is. If you're going to trust God's plan for your marriage and you know you married right, then you know God knows what you need. You say, well, pastor, I'm, I'm more, you know, I'm more emotional or I'm more sentimental or I'm more whatever. <laughs> whatever it might be. Think of it in those ways. God made her and made you that way and that is for your strength, that is for your help and that is for God's plan for us. I'm thankful that he, the purpose of marriage is simply for companionship and completion. And I'm going to close. Let me just look at one real quick thing. I think this is amazing. Look at the priority of marriage. We see the purpose. It's very simple. He said, you're alone. That's not good. You need a companion. Plus, you need help me. You're not completed yet. Some will give you a woman. So when we look at our marriage, thank God we have a completion and we have a companion. And then for the priority, it must have a place of importance in our life that if we're going to plan on for it to hold. If God went through all this trouble to give this man and this woman to one another, some things are important, but there are some things that must be of the utmost importance. Can I just quickly look at verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Now that's interesting and shall cleave into themselves. I'm going to finish this tonight. But y'all ever thought about that? Now who's God talking to there? Is it just me or is just Adam and Eve there? It's just Adam and Eve, right? There's not a mom and a dad because Adam and Eve didn't have a mom and a dad because we just read God made Adam from the dust of the ground and he made Eve from the bone of man. And so there was no mom and dad there. Here's what's amazing. Here's how good God is. He wasn't just speaking to Adam and Eve. He was speaking to all of us. For all the marriages to come that's going to have moms and dads. And y'all know as well as I do, there's not a greater love than a mom and dad love for their children until they get married. Oh, that's God's design. Do you know being in the ministry over 26 years, do you know that I've seen so many homes and marriages and relationships break up because this principle has not been followed? We're going to talk about it more tonight. That's a surprising statement, isn't it? To leave your mother and father and what? We always will say, oh, you got to leave your mom and dad. But why? Here it is, cleave. That's a beautiful word. We're going to talk about it tonight. Leaving and cleaving tonight because we're talking about the priority of marriage. If we have the right priority about our marriage, then we're ready to leave and we're ready to cleave. Isn't that beautiful? 
having a companion that, hey, and by the way, when you stand before the preacher and before God and all that community, you're saying, hey, I vow to love and to cherish and to honor my wife or my spouse and to cleave to him among all others. You think just one day a preacher just come up with that vow? No, that came straight from the creator and the originator of marriage. Now, How many of you thank God that you have relationships in your life? Would you say amen? Are they a priority to you? Can I say to every man here just a minute, if you have a dear precious wife, can I say to you, that's the greatest relationship you better guard and maintain. Wives, if you have a husband and you love him and you, listen to me, you better do all you can to guard and to maintain that relationship. Why? Because it is of utmost importance. Why? Because God has given you a companion. God has given you a completer. That's a beautiful thing. Hasn't God been good to us? Now, as we close this morning, can I say, if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Mark, I don't know for sure if I die, I'm going to heaven. Well, you're in the right place. So I'm going to tell you something right now. We was at a funeral the other day, and I'm so very thankful that I got to talk with Brother Tony and Miss Vicky. Brother Tony relieved me. And after I got to talking to him a little bit, I said, yeah, he showed fruits of being saved. But his father passed away and Tony came into my office and I'm so glad he did. He started to talk to me and, and it was amazing how his life and my life had kind of intertwined a little bit. There was a lot of similarities there. I had a grandpa that, you know, wasn't in the life of my father's life for a long period of time, kind of in and out. And, uh, his father was not in his life for a long period of time, but at the end of his life and at the end of my grandpa's life, I was there the night Grandpa Leslie, uh, Grandpa Brandon passed. He looked at everybody and said, I just want to make sure that everything's okay with my family. He didn't care about anything else. He knew he was getting ready to die, but the one thing he wanted to make sure was okay was everything was all right with his family. And he passed that night. My father leaned down in his ear as the oldest son and says, Dad, yes, everything's okay. The boys are on their way. Dad had three brothers. The other day, uh, the same with Mr. Hicks. And he made sure before he passed that he made sure that he went and individually apologized to every family member. I don't know about y'all, but that's pretty good fruit that someone got saved. Wanting to make sure that thing was right before he died. But here's what I'm saying. I've been there. But I'm so thankful when I, when I was able to preach that message, I was able to preach that message with peace in my heart that I truly believe that Mr. Hicks was in heaven. Why? Because there was a day in his life that he trusted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and he entered into a relationship with him. He realized he was a sinner and he asked Jesus to save him from his sin. Because the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Salvation's simple. We live in a day today where everybody wants to make salvation hard. Well, you got to get baptized. And by the way, Hunter knows that there's no water that's going to wash him from his sins. Hunter's already given me testimony that he's trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. Here in a little bit, he's going to get dunked in this water, but that water doesn't wash anything away. Hunter is just simply coming in obedience to the Lord's command of following him in baptism.
I would be lying to anybody or him if I said, oh yes, you got to get washed in water for your sins to be washed away. Oh no, that's what Jesus did on the cross. When he paid and died on the sin, he paid for your sin on the cross. And when he raised from the dead on that third day, he gave the receipt for your redemption. And that's why he said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I'm thankful this morning you can be saved this morning by simply what? Pastor, what do I got to do? You've got to in your heart trust Jesus Christ as your Savior and believe in your heart that he died for you on the cross and that you're accepting him as your personal Savior and you're putting your complete trust and faith in him. And you know what the Bible says? You become a child of the King. You say, oh, Pastor, that's too simple. Well, it might sound simple to you, but I want to tell you this. It was very expensive. Jesus shed the most precious blood that you and I might be saved. And I don't know about you, but if I was given a free pardon for my sin, I certainly would take it. So if you're here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ, your Savior, you can be saved today and you can walk out of this building knowing that you know, that you know, that you know that you're saved. Why? Because the Bible tells you so. And if you need somebody to help you with that today, we'll have someone take the Bible and show you today how to be saved. And if you're not, I wouldn't walk out of this building till I was. How many of y'all would agree with me? With head bowed, eyes closed, could I ask you this question this morning? And I'm going to ask Mr. Hunter and Miss Ashley if they would. My wife's going to meet you up here in the front. But as they come, would we just bow our heads, bow our hearts just for a moment and let's just be in... Thought, let's think about our life. Let's think about our home. Let's think about our marriage. Can I ask this question? I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I'm just going to ask you, how many of you, if you're just in your heart, how many of you, when you answer this in your heart, you want to be the right kind of companion. You want to be the right kind of help meet for your spouse. Then listen, God will help you. Ask God to help you. Have the desire to be that kind of spouse. And then can I ask this question this morning? You say, Pastor Mark, I'm here this morning and I don't know for sure if I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm concerned about it. There's no one looking. But I'm going to ask you, would you just lift up your hand where I can see it? And all I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to pray for you. Would you give me the privilege of being able to pray for you that you would Know that you're saved? Is there anyone like that this morning? Would you slip up your hand and say, Pastor Mark, that's me. I don't know for sure. If I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm concerned about it. Would you pray for me? Is there anyone like that this morning? Anyone at all? How many of you feel, I am going to ask you if you would. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else other than raise your hand. How many of you feel this morning that God spoke to you about something specifically? And you've been helped this morning. Would you slip your hand up? Then ask God to help you with it. Let's stand to our feet. We'll play just a quick invitation here. I'm going to recognize, and before we start singing, let's do this. Let's do this real quick. This is Miss Ashley and Mr. Hunter Chapman. And we're so thankful they've been coming. Now, if I got this right, was y'all invited by the, the clouds? Is that how y'all found out about our church? And we appreciate... Uh, Brother Butch and Miss Robin. Now listen, that is a testimony. All of us need to be inviting people to church. Now I don't know about y'all, but when young couples want to come and join with us, a bunch of crazy people, I get excited. Don't y'all? How many of y'all think we're crazy? 
And I, I, I got to share, share this, Hunter, if it's okay. They come into my office last week, and we talk, and I felt like, because this is what mode I'm in to try to get somebody to do something, I feel like I got to start, like, coaxing them. So Hunter just looked, I said, both of you been saved? They told me how they got saved. And then I said, have you both been baptized? And Ashley said, I have. And Hunter says, no, I've not. Well, I went into mode, like, okay, I'm going to have to try to talk him into this. Or at least explain to him. So I said, look, I'm not going to talk you into this. I gave him a track, and I gave him the importance of it. And I said, when would you like to do it? He said, when you want to do it. Because <laughs> that's normally what not be. They're like, oh, I don't know. I just So, Hunter, thank you for being an encouragement to me. Thank you, Miss Ashley, for being an encouragement to me. And y'all both know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior. Y'all feel in your heart this is where y'all need to come and be members? Y'all have no doubt. Do y'all feel y'all can grow here? That's great. Well, we're, we thank God that you're here. Mr. Hunter, if you want to go on back with Mr. Jim, and the water is warm, I promise, all right? But for a trout fisherman and a hunter, I don't think it would bother him. He could be dipped in a cold stream, I'm sure. But we got it. And so all of you, after he gets baptized, they're going to join the church. All of you that are excited for that, would you say amen? And we're going to let him go to the back and he'll come just as soon as he can back there and let people hug you and shake your hand. We're so, how many of you are excited that they're coming to be with us? Isn't that a blessing? Let's have a song and I'll, we'll, we'll hurry. Get it, please. All right, so get your hymn books. Turn to page 336. 336, let's sing Amazing Grace. Page number 336.
Stand our feet, we'll be dismissed. 